I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis. He is Julio. Welcome. Yeah, baby. Welcome back to our podcast. I have a promise right up top to our lovely listeners. Ready for this, Julio? we love. Yes, that's it. I promise to speak more quickly. (laughs) That's my goal. I have been listening back to episodes. Midsummer resolution. Recently, because I have been saying things that constantly get me in trouble, as usual. For some reason, it's really picked up lately. So I have had to go back and listen to huge segments of myself speaking. And let me tell you, it is torture. Dude, I don't know how you guys have the patience. Dude, the thing, like, of course you like are an odd guy. Look at what you're wearing. Yeah. Of course you speak slowly and get yourself in trouble regularly. You're dressed like a troublesome young man. Dude. Well, the, the line between contemplative and indulgent is razor thin. And sometimes I think that what appears to be me really choosing my words very carefully versus me just holding court and knowing that given I only have one co-host that no one's going to interrupt me, it's ridiculous. I am taking a, a long time between words, a long, long time. And I hope that some of you out there at least are able to listen to it, our podcast at 1.5x speed or something <laughs> to diminish oh, the gaps. <laughs> well, if you guys, uh, I wish you could see what Francis is wearing right now. Check out uh, either our social clips on our Instagram um, or the YouTube channel because we've established that Francis doesn't have any real clothes. Yeah, I don't. Not many. You just don't. Well, you know. All novelty items. Julio, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, June, uh, well, really, no, July. July has been a really bad spending month for me. Is this the product of this bad spending? Yes, dude. I mean, dude, your clothes, it's not even, it doesn't look like you're going to the Met Gala. It looks like you're going to teach little kids instruments. <laughs> Steel drums. <laughs> all of your clothes are like, oh, it's Dan the man. <laughs> <laughs> what's up kids <laughs> yeah well here's the thing julio Th- this is what happened okay july got away from me mm-hmm. i think the summer often does get away from me interesting july got away from me the, the credit card uh, the floodgates opened and instead of being smart and saying well let's limit the damage my mentality shifted to well the, the wheels have come off we might as well we might as well go for broke. Right, right, right. And spending lost its sting. That happens, dude. That happens. Sometimes you get a little out of control and you're like, yeah, fuck it. That's what happened. Yeah. That's, I said, fuck it. That happened to me for 10 years. And, it was <laughs> oh my God. and that's why I pay my credit card bill every day now. <laughs> so I understand. Dude, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> happened. It, it, it's as if I all of a sudden found the bravery to spend. Yeah. Meaning... For so many months, I have been so abstemious, and yet now in the last, if I find Manhattan has become a problem. Mm, so I what did you spend money on? I'm sure you were getting to that. This shit. 
<laughs> but what else? Like extravagant dinners, Ubering, not, like not really dinners so much. It's it's um, you know I I I have all these weddings coming up, right? And so when's I, the first one? That I'm leaving Thursday. Uh, okay. And where is it? Vail. Oh wow, Colorado. Wow. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. That's going to be one, awesome. Well, first of all, because it's the first of of the lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm not tired yet. Right. Right. Dude, I need to interrupt you very quickly. I'm sorry. Someone said something hilarious. So like, when did Francis go from the guy who loved weddings to the guy who hates them more than anything? And I was like, holy shit. When was I that the guy shift, who loved dude, weddings? You though? used to talk about how much you loved weddings all the time. Come shout on. Out, Jackson is the person who said this. And shout out to him because it's very true. And then your your tone shifted very kind of starkly. And it was very obvious that you suddenly hated weddings. So it's good to see positive wedding Francis Look, back in the mix. It, it's a selfish sentiment for me, for sure. <laughs> Basically, my my distaste for weddings boils down to one thing, and that is uh, the commitment and the money. Well, that's two things, but that that they rec- that they demand. My my calendar is chock full. It's yeah. too full. It's overfilled, which stresses me out. Is part of it stressful because? You need to be doing comedy also? Well, or do that, you not care? That and the the double combination of knowing that a wedding is extremely expensive, but that it also takes me away from earning money. Right. Meaning it's, it's, a, it's, it's two, whatever, it's like a two-point two swing the wrong or a four-point swing in yes, basketball, yes, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, three-pointer turnover, three-pointer. Exactly. Yes. So... It's it's really a challenge, and um, and yet I do this. This first wedding is a very dear friend of mine, one of my closest friends. I'm in the wedding. I've been asked to speak at the rehearsal dinner. Awesome. I'm preparing a little. And you're ready to go, dude. You're something. you're lubed up and ready to rock. Yeah. And so my thought is that for all of these weddings, they are often near pools, and the wedding guests are going to be hanging out of the pools. So I've been buying a lot of pool outfits. <laughs> And that's what this is. This is a pool outfit. I'm wearing a bathing suit. Breaking it in. Dude, it's a bathing thing, suit. That thing is great, dude. Top to bottom. The shirt has a little bit of towel lining on the inside, which would be good when I'm in and out of the pool like dude. an otter. Yeah, that thing looks like you were hired to bang all the older women. <laughs> dude, that's uh, it's really... Dude, that's awesome, man. I, too, have my first wedding uh, coming up this weekend. And I'm going to be rocking my new tux. Talk about Shout the out Savage Suiting, dude. I, I shamed Julio a few episodes back. I shamed him into buying a tux. Well, so I didn't because we got, I got hooked up, dude. I shamed a tuxedo company into giving Julio a tux. Savage Suiting. They're based in California. They're fucking awesome. The guy essentially eyeballed my measurements and was exactly right. Because I, I actually went to a tailor and the tailor fucked up. Like this, wow. this guy was originally right. I mean... And dude, it's really it's a really nice looking tuxedo, and I'm really excited to rock it. For that the first is time. that is huge perk, massive for the perk boys. Status, I have to say, massive. Sometimes I do think that Julio actually gets more perks than I do from the podcast, dude. I, I have a, your hotel room, the tuxedo. I have a really funny story. That you I are can tell you are the about the, this. the perk queen. He's a perky little bitch over so here. So dude, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen, you're gonna love this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, where, where's my perks? So dude, most recently I was in DC. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out. The show was amazing. Um, really felt good to be getting back out there, stretching my legs, doing a lot of time. I felt like I did a lot of punch up. 
and I feel like a better comedian. That's great. Which we talked about yeah. that, and dude, it's amazing. So I hope to be back on the road. Hope more dates are coming. Anyway, I get a message before the show from this guy who's like, hey, dude, uh, my girlfriend and I are going away tomorrow. We wanted to offer you our apartment. Uh, we have a great pool if you guys want to stay in the apartment, whatever. And I was like, dude, well, we already have an Airbnb, but like maybe we'll use the pool. And he's like, dude, absolutely. So I go and I meet him after the show. Uh, his name is David. And uh, him and his girlfriend are standing there. And he's like, dude, I just feel like from listening to the podcast that people just give you stuff. So That's right. That's I wanted right, to David, get in on it. Spot on. They give Julio stuff. So I was like, yeah. I was like, uh, dude, yeah, we'll probably just use the pool. He's like, dude, feel free to use the apartment. Do whatever you want in there. And I see his girlfriend make a face like, oh, my God. And then he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then he messaged me. He's like, she wants you to know that like, she is very into the idea of you guys being in the apartment. Don't worry. They left Uh, us. They they left us a couple of joints. We went in there. Oh my God. The apartment was sick, dude. Like they have a, they have like a David, I don't want you to think I was snooping around your apartment, but they have like a walking desk with a treadmill, Mm. which I was very impressed by. I've always been troubled by that idea though. (laughs) I mean, it seems like a nice change, dude. Let me tell you something. The idea of walking while I work. Yeah, I, I, I it's don't definitely know. different. It's different. I understand standing desks. Those to me seem like a very smart idea, especially right. given that at a lot of the jobs I've had, fatigue is something that's very hard for me to battle. My eyelids start flying at half mass. So by standing, it by standing, I would not succumb to my fatigue. But walking on a treadmill whilst whilst I work, that's one step too far. <laughs> fair, fair. Where are we you going? You don't want to be sweating. You don't want to be sweating. Yeah, where are we you. going? Right. You know? So anyway, shout out David and Mor- Moravia. I hope I'm saying your name right. Um to letting us for letting us use their apartment. It's unbelievable. You you're one step away from someone offering you their girlfriend for the weekend. <laughs> dude, that's what every single that's what all the guys that we were down there, Benny and Ricky were saying. They're like, dude, one day yeah. someone's gonna give you their girlfriend. Mm. And I was like, you know, she's welcome. Wow. Well, that's good, man. I'm I'm happy for you. I I, I you know, I I I'm being a little bit uh, ridiculous. We, I, we do receive some wonderful things. In fact, I've got something cool to show you. I love it. So this is from uh, Midwest Barrel Company, and they are a company that breaks down and sort of refashions old liquor aging barrels. Oh, cool. And casks into fun things that you can use, and they actually. Cut this up for us into a really wow, cool dude. piece of art. They've that carved fucking our Oops logo into this lovely siding kind of panel of the barrel. Uh, Midwest Barrel Company. They make really cool stuff. All kinds of stuff. Wow. Check them out. They also sent me a number of broken down pieces of maple syrup aged barrel chunks to use for meat smoking. Wow, dude. How so, cool is that? That's what I'm really excited about. Unbelievable. Some bags of that to help me, you know, get back on the smoking train. You guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude, that is We that really is appreciate awesome. everybody who who it's just really nice to receive some gifts. Chris, <laughs> could you pass me my bottle of water? I'm sorry. Um, dude, I feel like I cut you off with the veil thing. Do you have any uh anything well, you want to add to um, you know, there's something very funny about going to this rehearsal dinner for a dear friend of mine uh, and, and performing, as I as I will, a piece that I've created just a, a week or two removed from being paid to do exactly that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where I almost feel like 
you know, I hope this couple appreciates that I'm rendering <laughs> these services free of charge. How much this is worth. In fact, you don't need to bring a gift. I really don't know if I should be giving a cash gift. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? Yeah, because this, what I was paid for, to do this two weeks ago is so much more than what I was giving as a gift. But you know, I gotta, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta do give, it. Gotta, gotta do give it. The cash. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to get out to Vail. Vail, what, what a beautiful place that is. I've Especially never been. You go to the ski towns in the summer, you get a totally different look, you know? Totally, dude. And honestly, I, and this is as a person whose parents are fucking immigrants who never learned how to ski. <laughs> I always associate those two things. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. Because Italy has pretty good skiing. I know, but, but like my parent, neither of them can really swim and neither of them can ski. And I feel like that's some quote unquote immigrant shit. Really? Dude, my mom grew up, my mom was born staring at the sea. <laughs> and none of them can swim. Boy, that's odd. I know, it's great. Uh, I think odd. my Zio Butch actually can kind of swim. The story that he tells is that someone, uh, his cousin just pushed him into, this, into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that with our puppies. <laughs> what, is, what is it about, I don't think you can really be a respondent. Being a responsible parent to me means teaching your kid to swim. I swim more than even. They taught me to riding. swim. Dude. I think swimming is more important than riding a bicycle. Dude, they they actually signed me up for so many swimming lessons that I graduated, and then they just gave me my own class of students. That's my parents. Wait, wait. My wow. parents. My parents. Yeah, my parents put me in swimming lessons for the whole summer. I graduated, mm -hmm. so then I was like, "Can I just have my own class?" And they're like, "Sure." So I just so, became. Sounds like this YMCA was understaffed. <laughs> well, dude, I mean. <laughs> So I'm a I'm a proficient swimmer, as is my brother. Okay, all right. So you know, what was your best stroke? Freestyle, probably. Yeah, freestyle. You okay. too. Uh, I think it's most people's. Yeah, that, that that was probably the one. I yeah, exactly. The one where I get I could get around the fastest doing that. So Francis, this is funny. I recently have been. Do you ever wonder about the percentage of humidity? Do you ever wonder about this? I always. I do. Well, ever since you started talking about it, that's that has become an important metric in my life. So did I? Did I talk about this already? Okay, so dude, it, it's mind-blowing to me sometimes how you won't be thinking about something and all you have to do is Google it. Did I say that already too? <laughs> Keep him in asking if he'd already said that. I forget if that. I did this already. But it's amazing. <laughs> I'll be wondering about shit for 10 years and all I had to do was Google it. I'd be like, I wonder if 50% humidity is a lot of humidity. And instead I don't look it up and all I needed to do was look it up to find I out very specifically what it is i see what you mean and dude it's been humid as hell it sure has been in the city you know how you can kind of mitigate humidity how keep yourself nice and trim <laughs> especially in the nether regions oh my oh, golly goodness gee, oh boy oh I know where this manscaped is going. has you covered guys the uh manscaped lawnmower 4.0 is the latest and greatest in men's below the waist grooming techniques <laughs> um they offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped just launched <laughs> their fourth generation trimmer the 4.0 the lawnmower 4.0 and you can join over two million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive exclusive excuse me with this exclusive offer for you oops 20 is the code to use at checkout. Oops, 20, 20% 20 off and free worldwide shipping with the code oops20 at manscaped.com. Uh, I got to tell you, Julio, you know, I've used trimmers in the past that have left me pockmarked, gouged, <laughs> streaming blood. 
down my oozing yeah just really God. a war zone as if i got I, I, trying to vault over like that deer that was strangled <laughs> like trying to vault over some razor wire that's what i looked like down there and uh not so with my lawnmower 4.0 it is protective from nicks and cuts it is smooth it's gentle and it gets the job done i love the lawnmower 4.0 uh, from Manscaped, as we said, use promo code OOPS20. You'll get 20% off. Go to manscaped.com now. Dude, speaking of deer, at the end of the episode, I want to tell another deer story. Oh, we have gosh. another deer story that's really good uh, that I'm looking forward to telling you. But I want to hear more about this uh, this weekend that you had. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, nightclubs. Mm. Okay. Well, actually, I'll back up a second because okay. the reason I'm bringing this up is that this past weekend... I went out to Quag in Long Island, sort so, of like a young Hampton. Yeah, a so did Hampton. I know, I know it well. And it's funny, I know about this already, and I was waiting to see if you were going to share it with me or not. Yeah. Because if you didn't, I would know that I had some leverage over you for blackmail. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. How cunning. Should that day ever arise. How sly. Where you push me in a corner, I pull Quag out of my back pocket. Quag. <laughs> But unfortunately, yeah, you're still you're still all good. Well, Quag is this great town that I know because back when I was tutoring, a lot of my students, that's where their summer homes were, mm. and I would go out there for these SAT boot camps that I would teach so to funny. small groups of students, and you know, we would <laughs> we would work on verbal for a couple hours and then we would jump in the pool and then have lunch and then Dude, I'm yeah. cracking up about the idea of SAT boot camp. Like, think picturing Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> you little shit, sing. You know the English language. <laughs> Turn to page fifty-five. You can't even simplify an equation. Your parents don't love you, <laughs> maggot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, so okay, so Quagga is uh, this town I was introduced to that I by virtue of tutoring that I. Grew to love. It's basically the Hamptons. It is, but it's a lo- it is less decidedly less pretentious than the Hamptons. And it's closer, and it's not it's only an hour and a half name. drive. It doesn't have the name Hampton in it, but it's the Hamptons. It exactly. So uh, you you get that's the biggest thing is you get there without having to deal with any of the traffic. It's not as bad. Yeah, and I think that they're probably the, the property values still are a little bit lower, mm. uh, and, and you can kind of get a, a more summery community without having to buy into the glitz and glamour and yeah. old money of these are fair assumptions southampton totally. east hampton whatever it is so um i was invited by an old student of mine mm-hmm. that i had taught uh to come play in a member guest mixed doubles tennis tournament fucking fun and it what what an amazing first of all what an amazing invitation I, I believe she does listen to some of the podcast were you out there already no cool I drove out on Saturday morning very cool, early. Cool, cool, cool. And I, my girlfriend was away for the weekend. Uh, so I was in charge of looking after Kojai. And I made the decision to bring him with me out there. <laughs> nice. And I let them know. I let them know. I said, I asked it permission. I said, you know, I've got this little dog that I'm looking after. He's very, very well behaved. He's very well liked. Bro, he's your dog. What do you mean you're looking after it? Well, by myself is what I meant. (laughs) I meant I can't. It's not as if if my girlfriend had been here, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have asked. Yes, of course. At all, I would have just left him. But you were the sole. I said I have. I have been left in the charge of 
this dog <laughs> that is ours. Right. And uh, so it's a, it's a long day. Any chance, I, you know, if it's totally cool, if not. And she said, absolutely bring him. Great. But we woke up at 6 a.m. Because mm-hmm. our first match was at 8.30. Oh, wow. So we woke up super early. I didn't have time to i was out late doing i had four shows on friday oh my night God, so I, was, I got off stage at like 11 45 jesus and then didn't get home till 12 30 whatever and so didn't sleep much woke up super early didn't have time to take kojai for a walk before we got in the car and drove out to quag so i get there and i get there around 8 20 and i drop him at their home in quag and then my partner and I drive to the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. Was it oh, Clay? Yeah. Nice. But I knew he hadn't gone to the bathroom. So I was sort of letting him run around the yard. He dipped into the woods for a second. I thought, <laughs> okay, probably went to the bathroom. We're probably good. But my partner's sister was going to be kind of playing with him in okay, the morning. Okay. And, and I said, okay, so, you know, we get to the tennis courts. We leave Kojai in their house. Mm-hmm. And I said, what time does your sister wake up? And she goes, probably 10 a.m. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and sure enough, uh. we play our first match. And then my partner tells me, she gets a text. She goes, I think your dog went to the bathroom in the house. No. And he had shit on the floor. Uh. And I had Better spent. Better than peeing, honestly. I know. And he has very firm poops. That's so great. they're easy to pick up. But my God, this yeah. poor girl woke up in her summer bed in this clean, beautiful house to the smell of dog shit from a dog she's never met before. Mm. I mean, what could be worse? Not only that. But her I, parents weren't there? It was the, the sister found it, discovered the shit? Yeah, I think I think the, the parents were kind of out oh, and about. That's probably for the best. Yes, and this is <laughs> legitimately the most wonderful family I've ever met. Yeah. So they were super nice and cool about it. But I had spent the, an hour sort of describing how well-behaved be- he was and how how little of an imposition he would be. And sure enough, here he goes. And he never does that. <laughs> right, right, he's right, not, right. He's not. He just he was desperate Yes. and had no, he choice. Had no choice. He was inside a house. So we're already starting off. Then we lose our first match in a tiebreaker. We were down 5-1. It was a super set to 8. Okay. And we clawed back from five oh, wow. one down to seven seven, and then lost in a tie break. Damn! And What's then the we score in the breaker. Uh, probably like seven three, something like that. But five one down to come back—that's pretty. That solid. was big. We were very, pro sets. We were yes, pro sets. We were proud of ourselves. My partner's very good. That's good. That's She's awesome. very very good. Um, and we played really well. And then we had a second match at like eleven, at which point it was a hundred degrees. Uh and. That match, I'm not kidding, Julio. I could barely move. Wow, my legs were giving out as I was chasing yeah. balls down. I felt like an elderly person. I can help you, dude. I've played tennis with you. You don't move efficiently on the court. No, sure I'll, don't. I'll help you. I pound. I found. I actually find it fun to play against you for that reason because you're fast and I know you're going to get the balls. So like. What you do is you run and then you keep running. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm a rhinoceros. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You're supposed to run to the ball and then plant and then hit it so you can recover. But Francis turns profile, runs to the ball, gets it, runs ten more feet, turns around. I have a lot of momentum. Okay, <laughs> it's not easy for me to put the brakes on. You're just a pure athlete. I'm like not wearing cleats out there though. I don't know how to get. I can't turn of on. Of course, a dime. and do, Francis. Francis is one of the best 
non-tennis player tennis players that I've ever met. Oh, that's very sweet. You're welcome. You're you're very you're very good. It's it's clear that like if you spent time doing it, you would have been like exceptional. Well, that's very kind. I I appreciate that. I, my welcome. technique is certainly lacking, but we we played in this tournament and we had a, an absolute ball. Um, after the second match, which we lost again, we kind of knew we were out of it. Right? Is a round robin first round or whatever? Yeah. Cool. And and by the way the field was pretty stacked mm. where a lot of women members who were, who were solid themselves had brought in active division one yeah. tennis players they brought in a ringer michigan yeah uh you know be like really top yeah top uva top tier schools yeah and then some really good d3 players too i mean and yeah These so play. you know fortunately by losing that first round we did play. I think a there was the woman on that team. In the first round was heading to play at Davidson. Oh wow! Or was currently playing at Davidson. I know she, she was very who good. Was, who played on the tour? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So we didn't end up having to face too many of those Division One teams, which was a blessing because we would have gotten smashed. Yeah. Uh, however, as we fell further and further down the bracket, we realized we had no chance that we weren't playing for anything really. Mm -hmm. And by our third and final match on Sunday or on Saturday, sorry. The idea was that if we won the match, we would have to come back on Sunday for a consolation match. Oh, but if we lost it, we were out mm -hmm. for good. Now I had, I had no ability to even come back on Sunday. I right. kind of even thought it was a one day event. Right. So we get this couple and we kind of agree that we have to lose this match. <laughs> have you ever intentionally lost a sporting event in your life? Um, you ever thrown a game? I don't think so. I, I do. I just like it's not. It's not great. It's terrible. I don't think I have it in me to be honest. I I I went back through my head. I would win and then just pull out. I think. But we couldn't do that. Why? Because it would have looked bad. Mm, okay. Fair enough. And I and I said. I don't think I can lose intentionally, so I'm willing to fake an injury. Ah. And my partner was like, all right, if that's how you want to do it. And then <laughs> I chased a ball down, a lob, and ran into the back fence and legitimately injured myself. <laughs> Dude, that's the second time you've conjured something up like that in the last couple of weeks. Started with art the tikka masala. Yeah, art imitating life. That's crazy. I, and it was shortly after I said that to her. Because we were crazy. doing these little conferences where I think our opponents thought we were, you know, talking strategy. talking about strategy. <laughs> and we were like, should we try to lose? Or like, what, what's the injury I should fake? And I was like, I'll tell her, tell them I pulled my calf. Sure enough, they hit a lob. I chase it down. And it's clay. So I don't really stop myself. And I smash into the back fence like it's hockey boards <laughs> and bounce off. My racket goes flying. Her whole family's watching from the sidelines, plus a few other kids that I used to tutor out there. They are howling, <laughs> laughing. Dude, that's so Laughing funny. their heads off. This is a very kind of prim and proper tennis tournament, and I'm playing it as if I am a lunatic. Running for every ball. Screaming things, like I'd miss a shot, and I'd be like, oh, I got so excited that the ball was coming to me that I didn't think about what I actually had to do. <laughs> And then the, the the court next to us starts laughing midpoint. They're like, can you keep it down? I'm like, I'm a comedian. I have no governor on what I say. <laughs> so anyway, it was a lot of fun. And I, I uh, had a blast with my friend Charlotte. So Charlotte, if you're listening, thank you so much. 
Well, dude, so I got the tip off that you were playing. Yeah, tell me about that. And I was just kind of curious. I'm like, okay, like Francis is playing with one of his like old students who's like, you know, has a like has a house in Quag, like fancy New York City girl. I'm just like assuming she's hot. And oh, I'm kind of I kind of just start thinking, I'm like, I wonder like if like does do you need to have a conversation with your girlfriend to be able to do that? Like is there anything weird about it? Like is there something inherently weird about going when you have a girlfriend and playing in some event like that? Is it is it weird? I'm sure it isn't and you just told the story so I know that it isn't, but could it be and why isn't it? I think I think for me the the reason that I didn't even think along those lines was that these kids were my students and I've known them since they were 17. Mm -hmm. And so they've just forever been too young for me to ever consider as like potential dating candidates Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, Even though now they're all 23, 24, but I also, I also had not really kept up with them all that much Mm -hmm. and then it was so fun for me to hear about where they're at in their lives now you know and hear how they're now going out to the same places in new york city that i went to when i was 24 they've got boyfriends they've got Mm -hmm. social lives and we can connect on a more kind of adult level if anything i'm sure that they think like it's kind of weird that i at 32 i'm coming out to Right to hang around and do yeah, this maybe. stuff with them, but also maybe not, dude. Because I, I don't know. I, as a person who used to teach tennis, it's obviously different. But there were certainly times where I had teenage clients or whatever people that I would teach, whether it was a group setting, private lesson, who then became adults and then would like slide in the DMs trying to smash. Oh, which like yeah, I've never I've never had that from a from a for, former student. Mm. I, I I really I mean these these kids I had it's it's ridiculous to call them kids, but I did have them when they were kids. Um, were just too you know they were too young. It was I was I was twenty seven. They were right. twenty six. They were seventeen, eighteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just that would never have. Uh, everything was above board, you know. Fair enough. Love yeah. it. Love it. But you know, I I get what you mean. Where you do find yourself thinking a lot when you are hanging out with somebody of the opposite opposite sex you know does this look okay totally what are the optics of this totally am i not am i being appropriate just by virtue of accepting an invitation totally and my buddy who you said you met rudy yeah he's out there and i know i know a few uh people our, our pal anthony adler has a house out there too oh is that so uh-huh. okay. and also uh yeah a couple of people whatever buddy thomas etc whatever but he is the one who sort of was like oh francis is here playing in this program with this like girl from the club blah blah blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh that's weird uh-huh. and not weird like huh but i was just kind of like oh cool like i bet yeah he was so excited like i'm sure the idea of playing in a tournament made you so excited i think i got invited the day before mm-hmm. and then went which is yeah. one of the reasons why i hadn't told you about it no and i also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me yeah yeah which of course you were oh but, yeah yeah oh yeah tennis i'm telling you <laughs> that's that's you that's all you but dude what a throwback to sort of like a fun summer thing you know you're going out to the beach town <laughs> Francis is already laughing you're going out to the beach town you're going to spend time with your friends family you get there you open the fridge what's in the fridge stewart's spiked seltzer you well, hope now it's stewart's spiked seltzer back in the day it would have been stewart's soda 
Uh, I see what you said. But yeah, Seward Spiked Seltzer. Yeah, they are really... It's a wonderful revamp of it, that it, feeling. It's a, just a, an, an homage to a wonderfully nostalgic soda that we all loved so dearly. So right now, you can get it in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Colorado. They're doing a rollout nationally at some point in the beginning of 2022. At the, A bunch of people have been hitting us up asking where they can get them. Mm-hmm. You have to go to stewartspike.com. So it's stewartspiked.com. Dot com. It's not two S's in the middle. It's stewartspike.com. Uh, and there's a, a store locator. And uh, by looking at the store locator, you can figure out uh, where you can get them. Or you can also hit up the Instagram, spelled the same way, at stewartspiked. And they'll tell you where you can get, uh, where they sell it near you. Hell yeah. 100 calories, zero to one grams of sugar, one gram of carbs. I mean, it's really just not that heavy for you. It's great. And they have all the old flavors too. And, they, and honestly, it tastes so similar. Like the way that they've been able to capture the taste of the soda for an adult beverage i'm really impressed hats off to the people at stewart spike they have the root beer flavor orange cream black cherry my favorite flavor is changing constantly i've been crushing a couple of these a day i probably got to go easy on it but since it's so low-cal and guilt-free it's hard yeah so crushing it we used to we used to do sleepovers at at my buddy hillman's place hillman hillman yeah that was his first name hillman norberg call my girlfriend hillman hillman norberg great great friend of mine growing up and uh you know, his family was, was very successful. And so we always used to love going to their house because they had an entire refrigerator just for drinks. Mm, dude. And it, I think it was all kids' drinks, too. Of course. You and always remember that. They had the Stewart's root beer dude. in the bottles. Absolutely. And that's what I distinctly remember. Every time I think of Stewart's, I think of that, of Hillman, sleepovers at Hillman's house. <laughs> you know, we'd order a pizza. Dude. We'd play Mario Kart until two in oh, the morning. Amazing. We would drink Stewart's root beers. Shout out Nick Torelli. Same yeah. thing. Stocked. So go grab some Stewart's Spiked. Enjoy your summer. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the thought I had about this, the reason I brought all this up was that some of these kids were talking about nightclubs, right? And... I was thinking about what it, I, I don't miss going to nightclubs at all. I do not miss being told by a doorman, sorry, we're having a private event tonight, which is the line they give you when you're not allowed in. Right. But also, I imagine that at some point during your nightclub tenure, you realize that it wasn't worth going unless you had your ducks in a line and you were either getting on someone's table or you knew to the guy or like. You had some way to avoid that happening. Uh, yeah, that's I'm true. Sure that's that you- true. And and really, the answer is you t- just end up paying a ton of money. Right. But I was thinking about this. <laughs> These days, as you just said, I would never go somewhere with my friends to drink if there was a single chance that when we got there, we were not going to be allowed in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if someone said, hey, on Thursday, you should come to a dinner party at our apartment. We're having a bunch of people over, but just know there's a chance that when you ring our doorbell, we might just tell you that you can't come in. (laughs) Sorry, we're at capacity. There's a private party here tonight. It's like, yeah, I thought that's what I was invited to. Or they just let your friend's girlfriend in and you're like, no more guys. Yeah. Or they don't like the shoes you're wearing. So you cannot come in to have the caprese salad. Dude, how many times have you seen that? No sneakers. 
bro, these are Prada sneakers. I know. These cost more than your whole salary. Well, the, what that always brings to mind for me is when I was in England, when I was in high school, and they would say, no trainers. Oh, that's funny. No trainers. No trainers. Or one time I wore a Manchester United jersey to a, like a bar slash nightclub in London, and they were like, no football colors. <laughs> that's how they described jerseys. They're like, like, you that. can't wear any soccer paraphernalia for any team. Because the allegiances are so deep. That's so funny. That it could It'll lead to start fights. violence. Yeah. Dude. I have a funny story about getting... Th this is a nice rejection story. I think I maybe told this, but literally 100 episodes ago. So I'm going to tell it again. Excellent. And I'm going to tell it in a short version. So the Jane, a place we both used to love going to. Mm -hmm. Jane Hotel. This is early in my tenure going out there. And I didn't have a connection. So this girl asked me if I was going there later. And I said yes. Because I wanted to hook up with her. Mm -hmm. I go and I don't get in. Mm -hmm. So then I'm sitting outside. I, I like text one of my friends. I'm like, can you try to help me get in? Whatever. And I am sitting outside waiting to get an update. And she walks by. Oh, and no. she says, hey, what's up? She's like, did you go? Like, what's how Are you going back in? And I was like, no, you know, I think I'm going to leave. Because like, <laughs> I acted like I was already in. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. like, I'm actually going to leave. Cause, like, too I, hot I, in there. Yeah, exactly. I started making up these crazy excuses. She's the like, bathroom okay. bathroom was overflowing. Dude. <laughs> and it, it actually started to seem like I just wasn't interested in her. Oh, which boy. I didn't want to happen. But that was better than her sure knowing was. I couldn't get in. Sure was. As that's, as that's about to work, as she's walking away, the friend who was helping me, over the like part where the the fenced off area, he reaches over to the bouncer and he just yells, "Hey, gee, sorry, I don't think we could get you in, dude." <laughs> right in front of her, dude. You mean back in? <laughs> I already have a stamp, but I'm done, man. I told you, I'm I'm done for the night. It's so embarrassing, so fucking humiliating. Oh, that's uh, tough. And I don't know. I don't remember how that when how that panned out with her. Probably not well. Mm. I imagine. Mm -hmm. But what are you gonna do? Yes. But dude, I'll tell you what, nightclubs were super fun when you were single, dude. That's true. They were amazing. Like That's I true. think that if I were single, the idea of going would be more fun than it is. However, the idea of like going out to a club with a bunch of my friends sounds really fun still too. Yeah, I think that's right. Getting fucked up with my girlfriend, hanging out, like that could be fun. Something to celebrate. We should do that. I keep days. thinking that if I do win the security deposit back, I'm just gonna blow it all on a big nightclub party. <laughs> and send the guy pictures. Yeah, absolutely. And say thank you for financing our fun. By the way, we destroyed this place. <laughs> They actually let, did not let us keep our deposit. Go to his here. bar, dude, and fuck it up. I know, I know. He probably owns something like that. Uh, there's no update on that story. You know, I, I think it's just COVID a... COVID gridlock. It's a total waiting game as to when or not, when the court is going to give us a date to, to meet there. Um, I wish I had different news because I know people were very excited about that. However, as soon as I hear anything, we'll we'll, we'll get that. We'll rev the excitement back up. As I've said, Julio's going to come. I'm going to wear something unbelievable, <laughs> I'm sure. And, you know, we're going to do everything we can to lose, just, but still I'm win. wear something unbelievable. I want, I, want, I want the guy who I'm taking the, my money back from to just look at me and think, I cannot believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> this child. Dude, I love it. I cannot wait. Yeah. I will be there. It's going to be great. Guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. 
And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, dude, let me ask you this. So nightclub, all this talk of, I find myself in a place where all of a sudden I'm conscious about budgeting again. Whereas before I just didn't even think about it because I wasn't doing shit. I was just saving money. I was investing frivolously, buying stupid shit because I had so much extra money because I wasn't. Must be nice. I did it was, at the time. I mean, you know, we've talked about this like, during COVID. Your, your expenses went way down. Yeah. Um, and now that life is sort of dynamic again for the time being, um, I, I'm starting to like be stressed out about budgeting and stuff. And I'm just grateful that I don't feel ashamed saying that to my girlfriend, being like, I've been spending too much money. Yeah. And I wonder about these guys who are in these relationships where they can't say that. Or they feel like they can't say that. Well, you know who that happened to famously? Who? Uh, Marissa's father in the OC. <laughs> but exactly. That's the kind of... Was her com- name Marissa? I don't. I never watched that show, but that's the kind of community where that happens. In. Yeah. And this sort of like, I'm the rich guy. I lead with that. Mm-hmm. And now th- I attract people who want that. And now all of a sudden I'm in a situation where I can't keep up with my wife's expectations or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to set the tone early. And I think I think there's something very interesting about that moment of opening your finances to each other. When you com- when you get engaged or married and you sort of blend your bank accounts and everything kind of becomes one mm-hmm. and there are household expenses and the two of you contribute what you can and all of that you you share everything. Uh how do you sort of say this is our budget how do you mm-hmm. determine a, a, a budget together totally dude and I, I we have an email about this if you want to oh this could yeah, be this please. could be helpful actually good this is a good uh okay here we go hey guys big fan of the pod my girlfriend and i have been dating for about nine months now so for the first half of our relationship we were stuck inside our apartments and maybe going out to restaurants or drinks together two or three times a week I work in finance and she works in marketing, so we're both making decent money and are naturally pretty social uh, people and love going out all the time. When everything opened up, we naturally started escalating the number and cost of outings, which has been a blast. As a result, our personal financial situations have taken a mutual beating as we became accustomed to exploring the re-emerging social scene together on an almost daily basis. I am now unable to afford this lavish lifestyle we've established. But when I brought this up to her, she got angry with me, saying that she couldn't sacrifice the dinners, drinks, and social scenes. The problem is, I know she can't afford it either. I really love this girl, but whenever we talk about money and saving for a potential future together, at the expense of bougie nights out on the town, she gets angry and says we can't live without it, causing a major rift in our relationship. I feel like I dug myself into a hole by building high expectations early on in our relationship. Do you guys have any tips for managing your significant other's future financial resource expectations of you? I love her, but I don't know if I can afford her. <laughs> I know. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's, I mean, not, he, it's not hard. This is not hard. He had the conversation. Props to him. You, this is over. <laughs> it's over. This girl's a lunatic. 
I can't <laughs> sacrifice the dinners and the drinks. Is there a chance that he's being overly fiscally conservative? Potentially. And he, but you let's know. just take him at face value. Okay. And say that he now realizes that they cannot afford that, which is something that often happens, by the way. Your life gets more expensive. You can keep up for a certain amount of time. Right. But then it, it, you cannot sustain it. Yes. Right. Because maybe you've got some money saved. You start doing, and then you go through all that and you're all, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we can't go out to dinner three nights a week. Uh, whatever it may be, this, this is ridiculous. Mm. This is ridiculous. And I, they've only been dating nine months. I think it's perfectly within Early this enough, guy's yeah. right to just say, okay, well, you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you from being a total social butterfly. However, it's on you. Mm. If you can afford it, do whatever you want. I would never tell you how to spend your money, but just know that uh, I am not able to keep up, so I'm going to do my own thing, and you do your own thing, and surely that will not be tenable. So th- th- this this all makes a lot of sense, but the, here's a reason why you might not want to be want to do that. A, you don't want her to be like, oh, he's like he's like a cheap loser or something. Like you have, the, and and that's wrong. You know what I mean? But like this fear that like you broke up because you didn't make enough money or because you didn't want to spend money the way she did. Like there's something that sucks about that. Yeah, but th- what's worse <laughs> is 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 going broke to to maintain totally. a relationship. Totally. What? That's crazy. They're going out five nights a week to fucking wherever spot. At, what, spot. It's at a certain point you're just you're just sponsoring someone's life. Yeah. I, I don't know. But it's, it sounds like she's contributing too. That that's why this is an interesting situation. It's not as much like. Uh, and there's a movie. Have you? I think it's called Dancing in the Dark. Can you check? Can you look at this? It's it's starring Bjork. Um, but. It's not as much about the guy is paying for everything and he needs to sit, keep face up by like being able to buy whatever the wife wants. They're doing it together, which is like very unique version of this problem. Yeah. They're making similar amounts of money. This guy's like, we can't afford it. She's like, we can. And in Dancing in the Dark, what happens is Bjork is this guy's tenant and he can't afford the lifestyle that they have. And he... Tell, he tells Bjork about this mm-hmm. and Bjork is saving up money to pay for her son's eye surgery because she's going blind and she doesn't want him to go blind too. Oh my God. Uh, it's a great movie. Good it's like, it's weird. It's like a musical too. It's a really weird movie, um, but it's really good. Anyway, the guy finds out that she has this money saved and then steals the money from her because he can't tell his wife Oh gosh, that he can't afford it. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like I can't. But anyway, that's like the traditional, not, not how that went down, but that the traditional version of that is I'm a rich guy, you don't have to worry, and then you can't afford the lifestyle. Right. Not, we both make money, you're spending crazy. Well, okay. So back to this relationship. I, If she's able to afford it, great. If he's not, that's fine too. There, There's no relationship there that can continue where he isn't honest with her. And... I, I don't think that that's an unreasonable reason to break up. No, I agree. If, if, if she's like, well, I want to be with someone who can keep up with me, and this is how I want to live my life, and if you're not that person, so be it. Goodbye. Fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And if he has to say, yeah, I had to be true to myself. I can't afford to keep up with you. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Fine. Yeah. And what Fine. ends up happening there, too, is like in 10 years... 
when this guy's being all responsible and shit, he's the one now living the baller lifestyle. Yeah. Whereas she's been. And she's polishing his shoes. Dipping into the cookie jar. She's now regularly. a shoe shine. <laughs> one of the few female shoe shines that you see in the subway. Soot all over her cheeks. Wearing one of those Rosie the Riveter outfits. Red bandana around her hair. Her hair's all gnarled and knotty. Full of knots. Painting a nice picture. She's. Does that during the day, and then at night she's a chimney sweep. <laughs> Hello, like, governor. Uh, you really work in the in the soot, don't you? Good for you. Well, dude, I listen. Maybe you know we can give this guy some suggestions on how to sort of like cut back on some budgeting stuff, so that maybe he can afford the lifestyle. And I think one of those ways would be to invest in a pair of bird dog shorts. That's, I, I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. He could use promo code. Oops right now and he would get uh something for free with his first order which he could then give to her which he could give to her and maybe that would quench <laughs> her material thirst not to mention he could buy a pair of short a pair of shorts that would be fit for using in the pool on the golf course and at one of these fancy dinners that they're going yeah, to he could even lend them to her after she gets off her shift as a boot black <laughs> and uh, wants to climb into bed without showering off some of those dirty smudges so he can give her a nice pair of clean burn dogs and next thing you know she's sleeping soundly there you go yeah birddogs.com promo code oops go there today <laughs> well dude i promised this deer story so i'd like to share this with you guys oh please uh i was like oh i figured that the deer stories would start flooding in after that crazy one but this one is also nuts um Oh dear! Oh, and it's that is, and that is the subject line of the email. Oh, Took dear. it right out of his mouth. Hey guys, your dear story from the pod the other day reminded me of how my buddy had become quote the dear guy. The dear guy. <laughs> my buddy was in his first year of university <laughs> and living in residence. Wonder if if this person is foreign who sent us this. Uh, anyway, okay. His first year of university and living in residence. He had just gotten back to his dorm room from doing his laundry and sat down on his bed opened his laptop, and began to play some tunes while he folded his laundry. Suddenly, a deer jumps through the window of his first floor dorm room. <laughs> Panicked, he runs around the manic deer and out the window The deer that the deer had just shattered and into the quad. The deer proceeded to stomp out his laptop oh. on his bed and trash his room in an attempt to get out and ultimately ended up going back out the window from which he entered now leaking blood from the window. My buddy watches the bleeding deer run around the quad and past him. He turns to a guy who was watching the whole thing during a smoke break in the quad and asks him if he saw that out of a lack of disbelief himself. <laughs> the guy casually drags from his cigarette and just says, yep. <laughs> he goes, that guy has seen some shit. <laughs> the deer had now jumped into the river that ran through campus as animal security showed up in an attempt to catch the deer. The deer ended up succumbing to the injury, and we all threw an oh deer night at the local pub where cover charges and tips went to buying our buddy a new laptop. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a fun one. So good. So great. If you guys have any other weird animal stories, I I really enjoy them. Yeah, we sure do. So what do you do, Julio, if a deer careens through your window of your dorm room? Oh my god! I, I try to grab something to smash it in the head. Oh you! Oh, deer, the deer is now in my domain, dude. Fucking up all my shit. I'm a college student. I don't have any money. Deer, you're not taking out my laptop, dude. I'm gonna no. kill you before you take down my laptop. But 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 okay. 
on 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 you know taking this from the other side of the hoof hoof uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hoof um, <laughs> <laughs> you know couldn't you potentially try to corral it back out the window or i mean you can open your door i guess but then it runs into the hallway of the dorm which yeah. is still better than it being in your room that's right your room is already affected i don't know where the fuck this story took place but i know where i'm from there's ticks all over these deer mm. and you're gonna get lyme disease now so okay but hold on i got another thought right yeah. what about if you just grabbed the things that were most valuable right so you grabbed your laptop as if there were a house fire right instead of a house fire though there's a rap rampaging deer <laughs> just a whirling like a tasmanian devil deer <laughs> Dude, what if you just choke it out, dude? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't think you can... Deer are slippery. Yeah. They're too skittish. They are... You can't really wrestle a deer down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you can't. It's. I mean, you could, but you'd have to be some kind of fucking survival guy or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody can just... I mean, dude, they're crazy, these fucking What things. if you kicked it in the back leg and hyperextended its knee? <laughs> And then it's on three legs, and pff, you, we all know deer can't. I mean, it's just going to be turning around in a circle <laughs> on three legs. Right? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. But dude, so deer, then, you, then you take then you take out another one of its legs, right? How are you even? The deer is just. I mean, they're strong. Let's say that you're trying too. to subdue this deer by knocking its legs. <laughs> dude, their legs. Do you are knock so out? Strong. Do you knock out its two back legs, its two front legs, or two legs on one, one side? side? Or do you go the diagonal legs? Dude, come the, on, the come idea on. that you even have this choice is ridiculous. But if I did have the choice, I guess I go back legs. Really? So yeah, you turn because, the deer into a biped. Eh, although, <laughs> although I guess the back legs will be easier for them to kick you in the face. So maybe the front legs. And bro, deer are strong, man. They can jump high and fall. Yeah, but, but hold on. I, I, by your own reasoning... I now think that it, you should still take the back legs out. Why? Well, because in theory, if it's going to kick you with its back legs as a horse does, uh, it could theoretically just jump on its two good bro- uh, back legs, jump high enough, kick you, and then land on those same legs. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. What's your answer? Uh, you say back legs all right. now? So presuming that this deer is standing stock still Which it's not With very stiff legs not No brace in its knee No bend Neither whatsoever Neither of those things are the case but So okay. well you you, okay, might, fine, you fine. might find a deer that has a little arthritis in its joints And has to stand straight up <laughs> Maybe an older, older deer. deer Yeah <laughs> an older deer Okay So my thought is that I would probably uh, Kick both the front and left and the back left legs out because i just think that the deer is going at that point it's going to tip over <laughs> you know it, it, i think a deer given given its belly right the weight of its belly if it only has legs on one side of its torso operating it's it's not going to be able to balance think of think of how little surface area there is of a hoof right mm. Yeah. It's like a pelican standing on the carpet of your dorm room. And if you get them down, it's gonna. it seems like it would take them a second to get up. Yeah, at that point, you can choke it out, which we've learned <laughs> is a very convenient way. To which is a real way to take a deer down. Deer out of your misery, yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. Deer are by far the, like, the cutest pest. They're a pest. More than kangaroos? 
Are kangaroos pests, though? I know that in Australia, kangaroos are pests. They are. Yes, I know that they'll fight you. I've seen the one of the kangaroo fist fighting the guy. They're that's everywhere. That's the craziest one of the great it's the videos. Greatest videos of all time. So wait, they are everywhere. They're pests They're everywhere. They are pretty cute too. They're pestilent. Interesting. Yeah, because here it's like pigeons are gross, seagulls are gross, obviously rats and road and like bugs are gross, but deer are kind of cute. Yeah, but they're terrible. Riddled with ticks. Riddled with ticks. Riddled with ticks. All right. Let me know what you guys think in terms of how you would subdue that deer in your dorm room. <laughs> we would uh, love to know. We, we, we definitely need to know the answer to that. And um, we're good. That's it. That's Oops the Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. As always, please pass on the word if you enjoy our podcast. We're definitely trying to grow and reach new new friends and, and family here. So uh, send your thoughts to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out Julio's travel series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just put out his new one in Ecuador, mm-hmm. which I haven't had the chance to watch yet, but I'm very excited to see. Oh, cool! Put that out last night, though, right? No, no, I put it out last week. But what the heck, dude? It's all right. Did Heavens you, to Betsy. Let, I'm going to establish this right now. You have no responsibility to watch the things I do, dude. Oh, but we I, do I lots like of stuff. To. I enjoy watching your shit too. I don't watch them out of some uh sense of duty or friendship i I watch them because i enjoy them that's very kind but no pressure i will never feel offended if you don't get around to it well that's very kind uh (laughs) so we've got all of that coming up and uh lots more fun stuff so uh check out my patreon if you like my stuff patreon.com francis ellis and we'll see you next week thanks guys